Hey fam, in 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle through education. Now, during my trip, I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. Sandrine's family had faced struggles, but their grit and their spirit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical care. Now, I want to invite you to join me on this journey, this incredible, transformative, redemptive journey. For just $39 a month, you too can give the gift of education. All you got to do is visit africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students awaiting sponsorship. Thanks. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Okay, fam, it's Tony, and we are heading into another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. And I I honestly kind of feel like I say this all the time, but I just really do think you need to have some tissues on hand, okay? Because we've got a real treat for you today. We've got Ann Voskamp. Uh, She is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a speaker. She's just released a new book um, this year called Waymaker, and I got to read it on vacation on my little baby moon because I'm bumping around. And it was one of those books, you know, that's not like prescriptive. It's not like do this, do this, do this, do this and do this and don't do this. It's a book that makes you fall more in love with Jesus. And you'll hear us talk about that on this episode because I think this episode is that too. It's not prescriptive. It is an episode that will hopefully point you to the way maker himself. Some of the things that she said on the episode was when we are healing, when we are in really dark valleys, we have a tendency, a natural tendency to kind of curve in and and self-isolate and try to protect ourselves. And and we say things like, well, I'll just do it my way. I'll, I'll find my own promised land. And the truth is you can't get to intimacy by curving in, by hiding. We have to live a cruciform life. That's us being like Jesus right up there on the cross with our arms open wide, one hand reaching for Jesus and the other one reaching for authentic community, open to healing, open to hope and grit. Another thing that I love that she said, and oh gosh, I just know you're going to love it. She has a quote on Instagram that she posted that said, you don't need a ride out of the dark when you have the right ammunition to slay the dark. And so in this episode, I want you to know that we don't have to ride out of the dark we get to ride into the dark because we have access to the right ammunition. And that is the way maker himself, Jesus. Listen, I know there's going to be a point in this episode where you're going to say, wow, this has really impacted me. Don't keep that to yourself. Okay. Share the link, text it to your friend, post it on social media, whatever floats your boat. Um, And I just pray that in this episode, you'll start to heal a little bit more find hope a little bit more, and build some grit to ride into the dark. Let's go. Well, hey guys, I am so excited because it's another episode of the Still Calling Podcast. And I am excited because, well, first of all, it's it's the first season, okay? And I think for the first season, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I did was had people that I got to interview that I knew God was calling to this topic, being brave enough to be broken. But being brave enough to be broken is really scary, and it's a hard topic, and I wanted to feel safe, if we're just going to be honest, enough to go deep and have these hard conversations. And so as I was praying and processing, I said, who can I get for this first season that can both carry the weightiness of this topic, but can also be tender and kind enough to process through it with me. And I locked up <laughs> that my good friend who I have been walking with, um, with other, with some beautiful other women um, for about a year now, 
um, was free and available to do this. And it's the one and only Ann Boskamp. Ann, how are you doing? I just love you, Tony Collier. And I'm so, it's really a joy and a privilege to get to connect with women yeah. that you're doing real life with, mm. like day in and day out. Come on. And we're sharing our brokenness together yeah. in real time yeah. and getting to show up on our knees for each other and intercede yeah. for each other. And and you know what? Our good friend, Kurt Thompson, talks about that mm. our greatest need is to be seen and known. Yep. And we get to do that for each other every single day in real time. I love you to the moon and back and around a hog time. <laughs> I love you too, Anne. And I am just really excited about how tender I think God's going to create this conversation to be i'm excited for the listener um to kind of peek in on what you're saying this isn't i just believe this isn't just like an episode of us talking about the hard things but i think people will get to listen in and hear what it looks like to tend to a friend and to invite jesus in the room and that's i'm just really excited about that for this episode um Okay, so a couple things. I was in Jamaica laid out like a baby <laughs> seal, okay? <laughs> like a baby seal, all right? Because I am so pregnant right now. You growing a baby. <laughs> I'm growing a small baby. And I was thinking, man, what am I going to do to unplug on my little baby moon with my husband? And I knew I wanted to read a book. And I said, man, I got so many good books to choose from. My friends are all coming out with books. Which one should I read? And Waymaker, your book was the book that I chose to pack with me to Jamaica and sit out like a baby seal. Okay. You're going to sit there beside the water with the Waymaker who parts the water. Come on with the Waymaker who parts the waters. And I told this to um, Angie, who's on our podcast team. I said, you know, Anne's book is not prescriptive. It's one of those. No, books. That, that is really, really key, yep. Tony, to nail that down. I did not write a prescriptive book. That's yep. not what this is about. Yep. Yep. Instead. And I, I was like, how do I find the words? How do I find the words? And then it came to me. I said, this is a book that helps you fall more in love with Jesus more. Oh my gosh. If I could come through the screen right now, <laughs> right through your microphone and hug you. Because when I sat down to write this book, uh-huh. that's what I... More than anything, mm-hmm. I'm going to tear up here. I know. More than anything, I want the reader to mm-hmm. fall in love with Jesus again. Like, yeah. like not in a cerebral way, because I think lots of times mm-hmm. we have a cerebral understanding of who Jesus is yeah. and it stays cerebral. But when you stay cerebral, you stay at more than arm's length away from Jesus. Yeah. But when you fall in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. when it connects with your heart, and your emotions, and you're captivated by him again, because of like he's the only one who has ever, in all your brokenness, and all your pain, and all your impossible no ways, he's the only one who has ever loved you to death, Mm. and back to the realest life. That's where real healing begins, and that's what I really, that's what I really wanted for the reader, because that's, that's my own story of my own brokenness, yeah, in my own pits yeah. and my own no ways and my own really vulnerable places that, yeah. that I've been fighting shame with, Jesus comes and meets me in those places. Uh-huh. He is not love on some, um, some intellectual level. He mm-hmm. is love himself. Ooh. So if you can fall in love with Jesus, that is actually going to pull you out of whatever pit you're in. Well, and I want to give you a gift right now. That book does make you fall in love with Jesus more. Those that's are all literally I wanted, Tony. That's yeah. all I wanted. Like if I don't want to give you a formula, yeah. I want to give you a person. And the waymaker, lots of times when we sing that song, we want a waymaker to make a way. We think we want a path. Mm. But really the way isn't about a path. The way is a person, which is so much better than a than a path. And we want we want him to make a way, we think to a place. Yeah. But he makes a way to himself and he as the person, the way yeah. is our promised land. Ooh. And 
how do we go deep so fast? Because <laughs> you and me, we sat on couches together and we <laughs> cried together and we see and know each other's hearts, baby. Come on. You're right about that. You're right about that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring the listener in. I'm going to bring the listener into the couch with me and Anne. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay? Do that. We're, we're scooching over we're and scooching you get on this over. couch with us. Come on, Anne. I'm next to Anne though. Sorry. You can be on the other side. Um, <laughs> and here's what I want to say to the, the listener. You, you came to this podcast for a reason. I don't hide the fact that this, this podcast is not just me hanging out with friends. This is about holding really hard stories, talking about brokenness, going deep on the really painful things, and hopefully finding hope and grit yes. right in the middle of it. Yes. And and I want I want to dive into what you just said, and which is so much there, goodness gracious. But the first thing that you so boldly and vulnerably um, laid out for us is your own brokenness, yeah. your own really hard moments. And yeah. What I've discovered even in filming this show and recording this show is that it's not just one big valley. It's like a whole bunch of valleys, okay? <laughs> it's a whole bunch of valleys. But if there was one that you just want to share with me and with the listener, one yeah. really hard valley, what would it be? I think first, I don't know about the listener, but I, I kind of bought into the lie, Tony. Mm. that if you do everything, quote unquote, right... Mm you're going to find a way through that doesn't have valleys. And that, I mean, that's what's kind of our whole culture is built on mm -hmm. is if I buy this, if I wear this, if I put this filter on my life, uh -huh. I should get a life that avoids potholes, that avoids pits, that avoids valleys that, because that's what everybody else's life looks like on the stream, right? Yeah. Like everybody else's, else's life looks pretty shiny. Mm. And I, I kind of, bought that lie, Tony, but we're human beings. You aren't suffering because you did something wrong per se. We're mm. all fallen and broken and fall short, but no matter what you do, right, this mm. is a broken world. Suffering is part of living in a broken world. Mm. Can I look at all the valleys is that I'm in the valley of his cupped hands. Yeah. He is still holding us in the midst of those valleys. We mm. are seen and known, and he never takes his eyes off yeah. of us. Um, my own valleys, my goodness, don't. <laughs> Where do I begin in my own valleys? But I think, I think for the reader to know, A, your valleys is part of being human. You're part of a family of everybody going through valleys. Yep. You are not alone in this. Yep. Um, the story I tell in Waymaker, I've been telling this the Valley of Male Marriage, mm. um, where things kind of all of life turns on the turn. Mm. You're going to run into places that are hard, yeah. a rock and a hard place between like <laughs> like those Israelites that you mm. become out of Egypt and it's like, we're caught between a rock and the Red Sea. And I don't know the way through, we're all going to face those things in our lives mm. um, where we get a diagnosis, we get a phone call, yeah. relationships yeah. implode, things go south, not the way we expected. Mm. And where are we going to turn in the midst of that valley? Yeah. And I turned in the wrong way, Tony. I, mm. I turned inward um, in my own marriage to try to protect myself and self-preserve. Mm. And I thought, you know what, if you think I'm too much, mm. then I'm just going to pick up my little self and I'm going to protect mm. myself and guard myself and kind of withdraw. Yeah. And nobody really tells you that when you, what you do to try to protect yourself mm. actually ends up being a prison <laughs> where you find yourself mm. all alone. And um, so we make her, tells the story of me in a valley where I thought I was protecting myself, but mm. I ended up actually literally wildernessing mm. myself. Um, and it was, it's a painful, messy place, but I yeah. think, I think we need to be really vulnerable yeah. and tell each other our valley stories. So people, people know, Hey, a, I'm not alone in my yep. valley yep. and B, Jesus walks us through those valleys. Mm. Then when we, we are honest about our brokenness and in a place of vulnerability, Jesus gets the glory because that's where he shows up. Oh, that's so good, Anne. Yeah. 
Hey fam, it's Tony. Listen, I wanted to take a moment to share a very special connection that God created in my life several years ago. In 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle by equipping its young people with education. Now, you know, I love a good story where people are empowered to overcome their obstacles and their brokenness. Now, my trip that summer was a bit overwhelming, but honestly, it was in the best way. I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. They face struggles the same as you and me, but their grit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical needs and other care. My connection with Sandrine and to Rwanda has grown over the years as I've watched Sandrine grow too. Now today, you can transform a student's life in Rwanda through educational sponsorship. Listen, for just $39 a month, you can give the gift of education, the gift of a future, the gift of hope to a young person who has just been waiting for someone to lean in. If you're ready to make that difference, if you're ready to lean in, Go to africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students who are waiting for sponsorship. Listen to me. It will change their life, but it'll change yours too. Thank you. And why do you think we turn inward? Why do we turn away from people? Why do we isolate and try to self-preserve? Yeah, it's um, so Augustine and and, um, Luther and Barth all use this. I mean, it's a big Latin word. We'll just say it, but <laughs> um, the word is incoritus insight in Latin. And it means we're the human being, our natural default is to curve inward to try to self-preserve. And uh, there was a word, um, I forget who used it the other day. And I thought, oh, that's the word I'm actually trying to say all the time. Um, it's self-salvation. I'll mm. take care of myself. I will protect myself. I will save myself. So mm. I will, the cross is, is about turning outward. When you actually think about the wow. shape and form of the cross, that cruciform shape is one arm this way and one arm that way. Wow. I'm not curving inward with my arms to mm. self-protect. I'm living with my arms outward in that, wow. that posture of vulnerability is Jesus posture of cruciformity. Yeah. But we, we do the anti thing. We actually take our arms and we curve and turn inward wow. because the lie is that, that that's good. That's going to save myself. That's going to protect myself. That's going to mm. preserve myself. And that ends up being, oh, yikes. <laughs> that ends up wildernessing ourselves. That ends up saying yeah. like, I will take, which is what the Israelites did. They left, they left Egypt. They, the Lord takes them across the Red Sea. <laughs> they, they see how God provides for them. They see how God shows up for them. They mm. see how God makes a way when they follow him. And what do they do? They get to the promised land and they build themselves a golden calf. And they, they burn their, their Darn it. and say, like, I'll take care of myself. Like you think, yeah. like, my goodness sakes, you just saw what God did for you and you decide you're going to melt down your precious jewels and and make yourself a golden calf. But, but I do the same thing, Tony, like, didn't Mm. God show up for me in all kinds of ways. And yet I still think I can take care of myself Mm. better than he can take care of himself. So I think honestly, what we think is Tony, we think Lord make a way to that promised land. And if you don't show up to do it the way I think you should, I will curve in and I will do it my way. Mm. I will curve in and I will take care of myself to get myself to my own promised land. Yeah. But ultimately the promised land we're all looking for is intimacy, is relationship, Mm. is connection. And you can't get to that promised land Mm. when you are self-preserving. You can only get to intimacy through the vulnerability of cruciformity. Mm. How am I going to reach out towards God and reach out towards other people. So I'm actually living in the posture of a cross with my arms outstretched. Yeah. So for me every day, that looks like I'm going to write down cruciformity. 
And I'm going to say, Lord, who am I going to reach out to with vulnerability? And how am I going to reach out to you? And when I live in that posture of cruciformity, intimacy with people and with God, and that posture of vulnerability, Mm. which looks, it's 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 not that my default, it's the exact opposite of what I want to do. But when I live into that posture of cruciformity, vulnerability with God and people, that's what leads me into the intimacy of deep connection, communion with God and his people. Ooh. And boss camp. All right, here's well, what's we're happening. living it together. You and we me are. all the time. We are <laughs> wide open all the time. Here's what's interesting about this journey that you and I have been on with our our friends in yeah. circling up, in leaning in, yeah. in yes. you know being honest. Is it's not easy. No, it, it's no. actually really, really, scary. really hard. Our default is exactly what Augustine Luther and Bar say. Like we want to turn in and curb yep. in. We'll take care of ourselves, self-preserve shield. Yep. We'll shield ourselves. But then you know what? We don't get to vulnerability. We, we, that we, we, without that, we don't get to intimacy, which means we are alone and mm. broken in our aloneness. Healing happens in community. You can't get there without the vulnerability and you can't get to vulnerability without cruciformity. How am I living open? Oh, that's so good. Okay. Listen, this brings me back to something that you said about the book that I read. You said, what if it's not the hard roads that slay us, but the unmet expectations of what we hope the road would be. And I think for a lot of us, we hope that, okay, when something really bad happens to me, when I've when I've had to endure abuse or anxiety and depression, when I have gone through an addiction, when I have experienced unsurmountable grief and loss, if I just protect myself for long enough, I'll be fine. And that's the expectation. And what happens is unfortunately like you're saying the you don't heal in the wilderness that's not where you heal you get a little bit more sick lots of times we think why am i stuck out in this wilderness can we pause and be still Mm. just for a moment and ask ourselves how did i wilderness myself in this like not that not that i got exiled and sent out to the wilderness i am wildernessing myself because i'm not staying a in a posture of dependence Mm. upon God. I'm not going ahead and being vulnerable in community and being bringing the things I'm ashamed of to the light, speaking them out loud to somebody, staying connected in places where I'm like, gee, Mm. I don't want anyone to see this brokenness, but if I could could just connect with one person and speak that shame out loud, go ahead and say the the narrative that I've got running my head out loud to somebody, I'm actually bringing myself out of the wilderness back into Mm. community. I think, you know, I think you're right. I write about it in Waymaker that instead of having a GPS, we all have what I call an EPS, an expectational positioning system where I expected to be at this place on the road. Mm. I expected my life to look like this. And expectations kill relationships with God and with other people. So I need to all the time go ahead and look at where, what is my EPS? <laughs> Cause lots of times the EPS, I'm actually having expectations with myself. I thought I'd be further along than I am. Wow. I'm comparing, I'm comparing where I am to where I thought it would be. Yeah. I'm comparing where I am to somebody else. Mm. <laughs> and that, that comparison, I mean, comparison kills joy. Wow. So how do I need to go ahead and look at my, where am I oriented? Mm. How, where am I turned towards? How am I living with them? Um, the, actually, the spine of Waymaker really is about, I think I want a way through. Yeah. What I really need is a way of life. Yeah. That keeps me in the way himself. Mm. <laughs> because really the danger in the dark. Yeah. The danger in the dark is most that I will, um, I will lose not the way, mm. a path, but I will lose the way, the person. So I need a way of life that keeps me in the way uh, spiritual disciplines practices mm. or rhythm that keeps me in the way so and we make our right about for me it's the acronym sacred s stillness do i have a way of life that keeps mm. me still when the israelites came out of bondage what do they need to, they need to be still and that the lord will fight for our come deliverance on, come on but we're not striving in and of ourselves the first thing we need to do because stillness really is a posture of trustfulness. So yeah. each day, can I, do I have a pause at the beginning of the day? So before I begin striving, can I pause and be still mm. and trust that the Lord is going to fight for me today? 
The A of sacred is attentiveness. Mm. Am I going to attend to A? Who do I say that the Lord is? That's going to set the posture for everything at the beginning of the day. Who do I say that the Lord is? My second question is the same question he asked Hagar. Where are you coming from? And where are you going to? You Mm. need to be really honest about, um, Lord, I'm coming from failure. Lord, I'm coming from fear. Lord, I'm coming from brokenness. Like I'm going to be really honest with God. And then I talk about where am I going to? Where am I actually headed? Lord, I'm headed to your healing. Lord, I'm headed to your love. Lord, I'm going to live under your protective wing today. So these are setting intentions for my day. The last question I ask is the same question Jesus asks. And um, and Mark, what do you want? We talk about this all the time in our confessional community. Yeah. What do you actually want? What are you longing for? Are, are my wants actually aligned with what Jesus wants for my mm. life? Sometimes mm. my when I go ahead and I look at what I really want, Tony, I confess. Like Luther says, my heart can be an idol factory. The, the wants I have mm. might not at all be aligned with Jesus' wants. But I need, actually have to name the wants. Then that, that C of sacred cruciformity. How am I going to live cruciform today? Wow. R of sacred you know what? Every day when I set out, I need a fresh revelation of God or I'm going to get the direction wrong today. So we keep saying, Lord, I need a way through. Wait a second. Did you open up the word today and get a fresh revelation of who God is for you today? Did you? I write that down every day. This is my verse for the day. This is my revelation of who God is. If I'm wow. in the dark, I need some revelation from who, about who God is because he is the light. Wow. Then the E of sacred examine. Just like, you know, when the, the disciples were in the middle of that storm mm-hmm. out there on the water, he turns to them and says, why are you so afraid? Wow. I need to examine my heart. What mm-hmm. am I so afraid of? Because in the midst of our brokenness, a lot of times we think we're, we're hustling, we're working hard, but actually we're running hard because there's a fear somewhere oh. that's motivating us and mm-hmm. driving us. Yeah. So for me, I need to be really honest, examine my heart every day. What am I really afraid of here? Yeah. And the D of sacred doxology Mm. what am i thankful for yeah because when we go there's always 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 something to be thankful for joy is a function of gratitude yeah gratitude is a function of perspective so often i want Mm. the circumstances of my life to change and all i really need to do is just turn all of life turns on turn turn my perspective to see something to be grateful for and if i can see something to be grateful for the grace of god is here in this moment joy oh. is always possible so i think we're in the middle of our brokenness tony so and so many times we just want to weigh through yeah i want to say hold up do i have a way of life that keeps me in the way himself. I don't need a path through as much as I need a person. I don't need a plan for my life as much as I need the person of Jesus to be at the center of my life. Oh, okay. Two things, Anne. First of all, that was yes, incredible. Yes, Tony. That was incredible. I am always here for an acronym. I hope that well, someone- I live in that. Has I'm a person of soul amnesia. I forget. I need an I'm acronym. I'm like, I need a hoodie. <laughs> I need a sacred hoodie. Okay, put it on a, a, a hoodie for us. We'll put it in the show notes or we'll email it to you. I don't know, but that that's so good. It, that's, it keeps us so focused. The second it, thing- it, it, It's sacred, really. Yeah. That acronym is a compass for our souls. That's good. And it starts with stillness- first because i think mm. so sometimes we jesus isn't asking us to be like to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps yep. jesus is asking us you know what lean on to me let me yeah. carry you through yeah Woo, child okay listen the second thing i want to say is that as you were talking and I, I love that i get to learn while i'm nurturing and tending to your story while i am creating this pathway for listeners to heal <laughs> Yeah. Because I, when you were talking about this, I started to look back into my story and I remember, and this is what I want the listener to hear, because there are some of you that are listening in who have just come out of an abusive situation. You've been yes. through sexual trauma. I mean, whatever it is, and you have been on a journey of healing. And that does mean sitting down in a counselor's office. And we yes. talk about Dr. Kurt Thompson a lot because he's just an incredible psychiatrist that has walked so intimately with all of us in yes. really processing the neurobiology of what is happening to our minds. Yes. But I go back into my story and I remember sitting in a counselor's office week after week after week man dissecting my story like going back to the canvas of my life and just dreading having to process through this and then there was a moment when my mentor said hey I really think 
while you have done some emotional healing, I think there's some spiritual healing that you need to do. And I said, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you know, I think you're a fan of God, a fan of Jesus, but I think you need to become a follower. And I said, well, that uh, really stung. But I ended up going to a spiritual encounter. And I got to say this, and something clicked that aided me in my healing journey that I didn't know I needed. And this is what I hear you saying. And this is what I want the listener to lean into. You can go and we want to encourage you to go and get professional help. Yes. There are some of us that need medication. There are some of us that need trauma treatment, EMDR. Yes. Yes. And that is a way. But if you are going down that way without the way maker himself, I'm just going to say it. I, I don't know if your entire mind, body, soul will be on the healing journey that you need. And that's what I hear you saying, Ann. I think a couple of things, Tony, I think it's really, when Jesus asks us to live the sea of sacred, a cruciform mm-hmm. life. Yeah. He wants us to live in a posture of vulnerability that leads to intimacy. He does not ever mm. want us to be in toxic, abusive relationships. And I think yeah. that's really important to clarify. Jesus is about human flourishing mm. and he is, about, he is a lot. I mean, he, he went to the cross, died for the only one who ever loved us to death and back to the realist life. He wants mm. us to resurrect out of the wreckage. He mm. wants us to, to truly live fully and abundantly. So when he calls us to live a cruciform life, he is not calling us to live in abusive, toxic relationships. Yep. And, and that's going to look different, different for every person. You're going to have to lean into yes. what is the Holy Spirit asking me to do? He's, we've talked this entire conversation, Tony, about what does it look like to be in community? Because yep. you're going to need community to help you see this is toxic. This is abusive. Or yep. these are some things that you can still work out. These are some things that you, there's growth is possible here, but you need to be in community to do mm. that. But bottom line is God wants you to thrive and to flourish in his image. So whatever cruciform way he's asking you to live, it is not in a way that is going to be abusive or destroy you. Mm. Number one, number two, I think um, ultimately what we are looking for that way Mm. we all want through to is wholeness. Mm. Uh, Waymaker, I talk about the word ultimately is shalom, which means more than peace. It means complete holistic wholeness that is only found in the one who is the Prince of peace himself, the one who is ultimate shalom. So if we want, we can, we can heal, begin a healing journey apart from him. But if we want complete wholeness, we are made in the image of God. We're only going to find complete wholeness in communion with God himself. Mm, that's so good. In um, the second episode of the season, Jackie Hill Perry calls oh. it authentic peace. Yes. And you, I, you just can't get that without the peacemaker, without the way maker. Himself. himself. And, and we, all of our, like we're made in his image. So we're yeah. not going to find completeness and wholeness apart from communion with him. He Ooh. himself completes us. He's taken us from, from Egypt out mm. of bondage and he's parting the waters yeah. to move us yeah. to bonding with him. And we, he, we want him to part the waters, but he doesn't part waters when we have a divided heart. When So if we want him to divide the waters oh for goodness, us, yes. we need to have an undivided heart that is wholehearted for him. Ooh, Anne. You are We're preaching. living it every day. That's our, that is, when we say, when, when Jesus shows up or God shows up and says, you know, where are you coming from? Where are you going to? Those same yeah. questions he asked Hagar. We're saying, Lord, I've had a divided heart. Mm. And these, I'm going to confess to you all the ways my heart has been divided. Yeah. But I am moving towards you so you can divide the water so I yeah. can have oneness, wholeness. He parts waters, mm. divides waters so that we have wholeness, oneness, communion with him. Oh. And well, what more do we really want? What more do we want, like, guys? Gosh, there's just so much peace and freedom found in that, Anne. And there's a part of me, maybe that's, you know, in my little measly 10 years of being saved, 
there's a part of me that says like, as bad as it sounds, it says like, well, duh. It, because, and I think I have that posture because I'm like, listen, I have been in the world and I have looked everywhere, under every rock, in every club, lounge, bottle, yes. substance. I, there, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And there's nothing <laughs> else. Like, to, um, we make her in the Bible study. Um, I think it's uh, session four. We talk about like, when you're in the dark. When you're in the dark, are you looking for relief from the dark mm. or are you looking for a revelation of God through the dark? Listen, and I, I need to confess, Tony, and mm, sometimes on. in my dark places, I just, I wanted to numb out. I wanted to escape. I wanted yep. some kind of relief, but relief from the dark is never a light in the dark. You need a revelation of God through mm. the dark and his light is what shatters the dark. And when I look back at my own life, Tony, I think realizing that mm. when I'm in pain, yeah. the presence of God mm. is what heals pain. The witness of God is what heals wounds. Mm. And bonding with God is what ultimately heals trauma. Oh. So I need, I need his presence for my pain. I need his witness for my wounds. Mm. And I need deep bonding with God for my trauma. Do I have a way of life yeah. that moves me into his presence, that moves me towards witness, yeah. that moves me towards bonding with him? And for me, mm. it's that sacred way, that sacred way that sets me apart for bonding with him so that it doesn't work, it doesn't matter what's in the way. Yeah. What's yeah. in the way can actually be making the way yeah. for me to be closer to him. The yeah. obstacle can actually turn out to be the miracle in my life, Tony, mm. that leads me into closer communion with him. It turns me towards him. So I look at the obstacle and I go, wow, I didn't want this story. I didn't expect this. And I don't like well. this. <laughs> but the obstacle could actually turn me. If I choose, the obstacle can turn me mm. towards him and I can have the miracle of deeper communion with yeah. him, which actually leads to healing and wholeness. Mm that I've been looking for all along. Yeah. Let's go back to the dark real quick. Cause I have, yeah. an, I have an Ann Voskamp quote for the dark. I do. Oh. <laughs> you said, sometimes we don't need a ride out of the dark. Yeah. When you have the right ammunition to slay the dark. Comes out of, yes. I posted it on uh, Instagram right after, um, after the um, Zelensky from the Ukraine. He said he was mm -hmm. offered a ride out of the Ukraine. Yeah. And he told him like, I don't need a ride out. I need some ammunition here. Yeah. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it uh -huh. because really that's what David does. David says, you know, I don't need a ride out from Goliath. Give me the right ammunition. Yeah. I'm going to ride and in. I'm going to slay it. And, and I'm going to slay do we have, it. Do we, are we putting the right ammunition mm. into our, those five little stones every day into our magazine? So I don't need a ride out of the dark. Yeah. I mean, if I have the right ammunition, I can ride into the dark and I can slay the dark. Come when on. I have a fresh revelation of God from his word, I can ride into the dark. Yeah. When I've examined my heart before mm. the Lord, I'm not afraid of anything. I can ride into the dark. When I've gone ahead and started my day off with gratitude, when I have seen the hand of mm. God and I've given thanks to God, faith gives thanks in the middle of the story. So I can be in the middle of the dark and I can trust. I'm riding in because I know that Jesus goes with me. So yes, I, I actually, our kids talk about it all the time. No, no, no. When I get scared here, oh. the dark doesn't make me want to ride out. Just give me the right ammunition, That's which is good. found in Jesus, his word, the yeah. presence of God. And I can ride into the dark. I'm not afraid anymore. Ooh, listen, I don't know about you listening right now, but I am fired up. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, turn off all the lights because I'm about to slay some darkness up in here. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's well, how really, I And in the middle of that dark, evil himself. Uh-huh. He wants you to go looking for relief. Ooh. We're in the middle of the dark. Uh-uh. I'm going to turn towards God's word and get a fresh revelation Let's of go. God in the middle of the dark so I can take the next step and the next step and the next step. Woo! All right. Let's talk ammunition. Yeah. The truth is you've already given us nuggets. Okay. And we're going to, we have collected those. There are going to be show notes and all kinds of follow-up happening yeah. because there's so many things you've already said, starting your day with gratitude, getting a fresh revelation, yeah. having a scripture yeah. to cling on. I mean, yeah. I am like collecting them in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. If there were one practical tip that you would give someone who is in the dark, they're in the depths of the valley right now and they, they want relief. 
but they should get it in the way maker. How do they get there? How do they press into him? Such a good question, Tony. Mm. Um, really, um, I Waymaker is part of a journey that I have been on. It started with one thousand gifts. Yeah, um, one thousand gifts. So sacred is a way of life that is really taking the doxology, the Thanksgiving that I learned mm-hmm. in the journey. One thousand gifts. My first book. My second book, The Broken Way, was really about how do you live a cruciform life, which is the sea of sacred. Um, And so Waymaker really is taking all of those parts and pieces and making a a more comprehensive way of life. But if I had to hand one tool to somebody Mm. in the middle of the dark, I would go with the D of sacred, that doxology, which is really where where I began, which was Thanksgiving. Can you pick up a pen Mm. and, and see it? as your sword to fight for joy, joy, pick up a pen and start to write down. Can you start with one thing that you're grateful for? Three things that you're grateful That's for good. five things every day that you're grateful for, because look at science can only go ahead and, and agree with the truth of God's word. Science says that if you go ahead and you start writing down three things a day, five things a day that you're grateful for, yeah. you're yeah. going to end up 20 5% more happier at the end of three months. Who doesn't want to be a I 25% more happy for free? I want it. For free. All you have to do I is sit down it. and start to, because what you do it, say, Satan wants to go ahead and steal your joy. Mm-hmm. And if he steals your joy, he can keep you weak. Yeah. When you start going ahead and picking up and starting writing down the things that you're grateful for, you become, you grow this gratitude muscle, this strength muscle for the dark. You go, no, 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 Satan. You can't, you can't go ahead and blind me to the goodness of God in this situation. That's good. Waymaker really impacts about when I started to. Oh, this is so difficult to confess, but okay, um, come on, we're here. We're on the couch. We're on the couch. If all of life turns in a turn, where am I going to turn towards? When I had an attitude of entitlement, Mm. I turned towards myself to take care of myself. What cures entitlement is an attitude of Mm. gratitude. So can I go ahead and say, oh, Lord, because entitlement says, I deserved more. I deserve better than this. But when you go ahead and you have a posture of open-handedness to say, oh, Lord, in the midst of this dark, hard place, look at the gifts that you are still giving me that you have given me. I'm going to, I'm going to count all the ways that you love me so that I know I can always count on you, Lord. So can I go ahead and pick up a pen and just every day in the middle, even when you're, (laughs) oh goodness, I have been in black, dark places, but if I go, okay, we actually stop in the middle of the kitchen. Lots of times, actually a kid did it yesterday and said, okay, what can we be grateful for? Because when you go ahead and start to turn towards, there's always something to be grateful for. That takes a posture of closed hands to open hands and then praise hands. So if in the middle of your dark place, can you go ahead and start to, I'm going to every day, I start out writing down, one thing, two things, three things, get yourself up to 10 different things that you're grateful for. And what you find is that you're training your eyes to Mm. see God in the middle of the dark. You're training your eyes in the midst of the hard places to see grace and goodness. You're training yourself to say, oh, look at God is here and present with me. He is a good Abba father. Mm. And when you start to go ahead and give thanks, what you're saying is, Lord, Look at how the ways you provided for me in the past. Yeah. I can trust you that you will provide for me yeah. in the future. Mm. So if you yeah. and your babies and your people can eat, start to say, you know what? We're going to be a, we're going to be a family. Yeah. We're going to be a people it starts to look for the good in the world because we have a good Abba father mm. that starts to bring wholeness and healing and goodness into the places That's that good. feel barren yeah. and, and are hurt and deep. Mm. And let me just encourage your listener right now. When you are in the darkest of the dark valleys, you don't want to do this, okay? You do not. You don't want to do this. I want to warn you. You're going to be like, no, I, I am just like so deep in this. You're going to want, what did Ann said? You're going to want to turn inward. This is just pushing your mind and your heart and your hand to turn a little bit outwards. A little so bit. I want to encourage you. Because you know what? Bit. Scripture says, 
that I'll bring a sacrifice of praise, which means mm-hmm. I ain't going to want to do this. That's right. <laughs> it, it, gonna have to it's going to be a sacrifice <laughs> to go ahead and say, okay, there is, I'm going to look for one yeah. darn thing in the midst of this dark to give thanks for, but you start to sacrifice, talk about it in Waymaker, sacrifice in Hebrew is korban. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're losing something. You're gaining something. You're being given more. Korban literally means you get to move closer. So if you can think in the dark when you do not want to give thanks at all, give thanks for one thing and it will move you one step closer to Jesus himself who fills you up with more of himself. Yeah. All right, listener, you're on the couch with us. You just got some practical. And there's two things that we do on the show before we leave. Um, Now we get to tend to the heart. We've given you mm. some practical. We've let you kind of process with your left brain, but now we're coming around town and we we want to tend. And if you could just say some encouraging words to the listener who has processed all this, maybe for the first time, or maybe God's been nudging them and this was their confirmation to really dig deep, decide that they're not going to hide, but they're going to invite the way maker in. They're going to invite the way himself into this journey so that they can live a life that's cruciform, arms open wide. What would you say right now to them? Well, at the end of Waymaker, at the very end, there's the Wayfarer's Manifesto. So it's something that you can go back to every day and believe. Number one, strong winds blow, red sea roads. Listener, you might be in the middle of a storm. Mm. and it might feel brutal and the winds feel too strong Mm. can you trust that in the middle of that storm those strong winds god is actually using that strong wind in that storm to blow you a red sea road Mm. can you trust in the middle of that storm that jesus is your person and that his eyes are fixed on you Can you fix your eyes on him in the middle of that storm? Keep your eyes on him and not the waves. When your eyes are fixed on him, he will part those waves so you can walk right through. Can you trust in the middle of that storm? Now hear me, listener. I know your heart's breaking. Trust me on this one. The pathway of least resistance that you want to take to for looking for relief in the dark, that pathway of least resistance leads you to the least life. And you trust it's the narrow pathway of great resistance that leads to the great life. Where you feeling lots of resistance that you don't want to turn, that might be the Holy Spirit beckoning you to take that narrow way because an easy way leads to an empty life, mm. hard way, holy, fulfilling life. Mm. And then, then, you know, I would just, I'd want to come around you in the middle of that brokenness and that hurting, that pit that you feel like you're in the bottom of. And, Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't reaching down to get you out of that pit. Jesus is actually the arms underneath you always. He is rock bottom underneath of you at the, the bottom of that pit, and he's holding you. Yeah. And I just pray over you, Lord, give us the grace to embrace the mysteries we don't understand. Yes, God. The cruciform openness, Lord. To live into a tender surrender into your ways yes, God. that are wiser and kinder than ours and the deep shalom. Remember shalom wholeness. Mm-hmm. The deep shalom and peace of simply being with you here, right here with us. To know that withness breaks brokenness and he is the god who is with us his presence heals our pain his witness breaks the brokenness so that we have healing and wholeness in him wherever we are that valley is the valley of his cupped hands you are held and he calls you in the midst of that valley he calls you his beloved he is healing you with his presence right now You are not alone. He is the God who is with us. Can you think of that? Right here where you are, Jesus' hands are holding you. And he's saying, here, touch my scars right here. I am the wounded healer who was by my stripes and my wounds. 
you are healed. His, your name is etched right into the palm of his hands and he punctuates his love for you with his scars right there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can we just sit in that for a second? The reality that the creator of the world, of all the earth and the moon and the stars, of every animal, creature, living being, your creator, has etched your hand, your name in his hand. And he's bottled up every single one of your tears. Mmm. Every single one. And he loves you deeply. And he wants to create a way. A way for you to heal. And he's made himself available to be the way. Deep intimacy with him. Deep intimacy and wholeness and completeness mm. and communion with him in his presence. Yeah. Mm. We lift this up. We lift our listener up to the mighty hand of Jesus. Amen. Ian. Mm. You believe we get this? We get this kind of promised land, this mm. kind of intimacy with Jesus, who is love himself. Yeah. I don't know about anything that's more complete than that. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I don't want to leave. Can I just say that? I'm never getting off the couch. All right. <laughs> I'm not. Actually, you realize that's the first place you and I go, we sat for what, we th- two and a half days yeah. together in Texas on a couch. Crying, together throwing and tissues at each other. <laughs> throwing tissues at each other. Well, listen, Jesus Anne. Is good. Jesus I know. Is so, so our Abba Father mm. went to the cross not just to save us, but to have communion with us. That's good news. That and is like the best news. The best news. Yay. All right. We'll let the listeners go. <laughs> we love y'all <laughs> so much. And, and I'm so grateful uh, that you shared so, with us so, today. So, so, grateful to be on the way with you, Tony <gasps> Collier. On the way. We are on the way with the way himself. Hashtag on the way. On the way. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Angie Elkins. The music is by Sam Collier of A Greater Story. Artwork is done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show notes are by Allie Young of Wild Young 3. And I am your host, Tony Collier. And I want to remind you that you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of it.